get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We're looking for answers, and there's only one way we can get them on this Blues team, and it is by going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk with our Blues insider, Jeremy Rutherford. You can find his work over at The Athletic. He had a great piece earlier today on Colton Pareko's return to the lineup. JR, uh, what a perfect birthday celebration last night, right? <laughs> it was great. What a fun night. <laughs> well, JR, what, what the hell? I'm just going to leave it, it open in. Yeah. What, what the hell, JR? What What do I make of this team now? Like, I, I gave them another opportunity. I wanted to see what they could do against the Avalanche and then against the Vegas Golden Knights. But what what do we make of this team at this point? Also, who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> yeah, first of all, I got to tell you guys, uh, I don't know if you can read minds or what, but uh, I was listening to the show, and uh, I was typing up a couple websites to find out where the blues were in the standings in 2018 when they traded Paul Stastny and BK, you said, uh, I wonder where they were at in the standings uh, in 2018 when they traded Paul Stastny. So uh, anyway, I was looking that up and they were just one point out of a wild card spot. Um, At that time, there was 19 games left to play. Uh, They had lost, I believe it was uh, six games in a row leading up to the trade deadline. And get this, this is so uh, you know, similar to this year is they had been shut out in back-to-back games leading up to the deadline. And they only had three goals in the four games leading up to the deadline. Wow. And so between the losing streak and the lack of scoring, very similar to this year. And uh, so why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because the trade deadline is next Monday and Doug Armstrong's got a question on his hands, what to do. And they're, you know, now behind the Arizona Coyotes and technically the San Jose Sharks in the standings. And it's a situation where I'm going back and reading Doug Armstrong's comments from that year. And he said, look, I've got to be responsible here and decide what I think about my team, what its chances are, and then see if I need to make some moves and and trade some assets. Of course, he did trade Paul Stastny at the deadline. He gets a first-round pick. That turns into Dominic Bach, who then turns into Justin Falk. So you can see how the dominoes fall in terms of using that pick down the line. But I got to believe right now that Doug Armstrong and the St. Louis Blues 
our sellers, uh, that's the same situation we saw in 2018. I believe they're going to make a couple moves, and you guys talked about it earlier. How many veterans? I do think there's going to be one or two leave this team. Uh, but but here's my thing with that, Jr. Then I, I mean, can, what can you realistically get for some of these assets unless you are willing to move on from Jaden Schwartz, which would warrant you a pretty good haul on the back end of that? No, there's no Taylor Hall pun there, so don't think it. Don't read into that. But, like, I don't believe Mike Hoffman gets you a first-round draft pick like Paul Stastny did. I don't think Vince Dunn or Zach Sanford gets you a first-round draft pick like Paul Stastny did. No, you're right, uh, but I do think that uh, there, there's just different circumstances for why you uh, make trades. In, in 2018, you could get a first-round draft pick for Paul Stastny, so of course you do it. But Mike Hoffman's not going to be back with this team next season. What's he going to do for you, you know, the final 15 games of, of the year? And even if you get a second-round pick, heck, if you get a third-round pick for Mike Hoffman, he's just not doing you any good on a team that's likely to miss the playoffs. And even if he's here, you know, has he been helping that much uh, lately? And then you look at some of these other players, a Tyler Bozak. I don't know, honestly, if there's a market for a Tyler Bozak coming off a concussion, $5 million contract. You know, right now he's playing a fourth-line center. Good player, but do playoff contending teams, you know, have $5 million, albeit prorated, uh, to fit Tyler Bozak on their roster. I'm, I'm not quite sure about that one. The big one that you could get uh, some some assets back for uh, is a Jaden Schwartz. But Doug Armstrong has said routinely that uh, he wants to re-sign Jaden Schwartz. And, and most recently, it's been a couple months, granted, uh, but he's a big Jaden Schwartz fan, as is Craig Berube. So what would it take? Are you going to lock yourself into another five, six-year deal for $6.5, million, $7 million? That's the question he has to, to answer. Um, the only context I can put on this right now is I would be surprised if they uh, traded Jaden Schwartz at the deadline. Making some phone calls, I'd be surprised if they trade Jaden Schwartz. That's interesting, Jr. because I, I think, and you, I'm curious to hear your response on this because I think they have to make a decision now on whether or not they're going to re-sign Jaden Schwartz. Because if you're going to, then it makes all the sense in the world to keep him, to make sure that you're not exposing him in the expansion draft, and then you get the deal done and he's back with the Blues moving forward. But if you've got some questions on that, and if if you've got, I think, reasonable questions about the fact that he scored two goals so far this year in 23 games, um, and he hasn't been the bastion of health, unfortunately, for a large part of his time here in St. Louis. If you got questions about whether or not you're going to bring him back, I, I think you almost have to at least explore the opportunity to get something from him. So do you think that them not trading him at the deadline, can, can we read into that, that there's going to get a deal done? Yeah, I think you, you have to think about that. I do think that that would be uh, the Blues thinking here is you'd have to get something done with him prior to the deadline because this isn't a situation where you're holding on to a, a David Backus through the trade deadline, even if you're going to lose him because um, he's going to help you the last month or two of the season and, and help you win a couple playoff series. And there's been a couple players like that over the last few years. This is a team that, that may not make the playoffs. So, yeah, certainly you want to make sure that uh, if you want to re-sign Jaden Schwartz, you got him in the fold. Are they close to a deal? Uh, not that I'm aware of at this point. Obviously, you still have uh, you know five or six days before uh, the trade deadline, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, you're absolutely right. And, and furthermore, you know, adding to that is once you sign Jordan Bennington to the six-year 36, you already have Braden Shen, Justin Falk, Tory Krug locked up to these long-term deals at not you know in, you know crazy money but good money right 
And if you sign Jaden Schwartz to a similar type of deal, you're not going to have much wiggle room to, to do anything significant with this team for the next couple of years because the cap's not going to go up. You're going to be right there at the cap. I know that you got a Bozak coming off. I know that, you know, Gunnarsson's going to come off. You know, Steen won't be there anymore. Uh, but you're going to be tight up against the cap. So any, you know, kind of massaging you could do to this roster and change it from currently what we see, uh, you know, I think is going to be lesser players, whether it be bottom uh, bottom six forwards or, you know, second and third pair D because they've got their guys right now. So to me, that's the biggest question when deciding uh, to re-sign Jaden Schwartz. Is he your guy? If he is, great. If he's not and you lock him up to that six-year, seven, $7.5 million deal, it's going to be difficult to, to make this roster look any different than it is. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, JR, and it kind of brings me to the next guy that we've talked a little bit about here and there, and I'm not sure you could even trade him right now given the injury status, but what about Vladimir Tarasenko? Do they consider you know, trying to see what's out there for him? Well, you'll have to read the athletic tomorrow because I'm going to write uh, who's staying and who's going. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I am going to break it, <laughs> I'm going to break it down, and uh, I can I can tell you that uh, Vladisenko is going to be mentioned in, in this article. Who stays and who goes? And and I do think that the Blues have to explore the option. Now he's got a trade uh, no trade clause. You know he's talked about that he doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, but uh, with with Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly, they each got a couple more years left on their contract at $7.5 million. You couldn't trade Tarasenko when he was hurt. Can you trade him now? Has he, getting back on the ice, has that shown teams um, that uh, you know he can play at the very least? It, it probably does. So could you get something for him? I, I guess you could, but... As you watch him play, you know, he hasn't been that productive. And so you're probably not going to get uh, some sort of return that, that you have in mind. Uh, but I would think that as Doug Armstrong explores all of his options to try to make this roster look different for next season, whereas in the past couple of years, you wouldn't dream of, of probably trading Vladimir Tarasenko. And I'm talking pre-second and third shoulder operations. Now I think you at least entertain that idea. JR, final one from me. What do you think the Stanley Cup window looks like that Doug Armstrong said was about a five-year window a couple of years ago? Well, you know, I, I think it's still there, and, and people are going to think I'm crazy. You know, I still think they're a good team, and I know you guys have been trying to put your finger on it, as we all have, you know, for a month or so here. Um, you know, we probably don't have enough time to get deep into this, uh, but I just think it's 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 a combined group of things. I mean, you're talking about... Uh, losing your captain. Okay, now you got a new leadership. You got a new captain. Now you have a, a different type of defense than you've used to been winning with uh, the past couple of years. You have Jordan Bennington, who's trying to prove himself for a contract, gets off to a good start, and then gets a little shaky. And then you have all these injuries. Hey, look, I'm not going to be the guy to say that injuries are an excuse. It's not an excuse. You got to play well. The Blues did for a while, and, and then they didn't. So I think you bring all these things together. And you got what you got now, but that doesn't mean that, you know, if you didn't have these injuries and you got some good play out of Jordan Bennington and, and, and you know, Vladimir Tarasenko didn't have that, that third shoulder surgery and he continued to be the 30 goal scorer he is, you know, this team can be a good team. They really can, but all the circumstances that uh, they've brought on themselves and the cards that they've been dealt have put themselves in a situation where there's just absolutely no confidence, and everybody's ready to break up the group. Look, I get it. I just think deep down in there, 
there can be a good team with a few moves. But, you know, they've shown in the past couple weeks that uh, as assembled with who they have right now, they're just not a good hockey team. So change is definitely warranted. I just think that, uh, you know, the car went down a couple different roads this year, and this is what it led to. JR, looking forward to the piece tomorrow on who stays, who goes. People can find that over on The Athletic. They can also follow you on Twitter for the link at JP Rutherford. Always appreciate the time, my man. Looking forward to talking with you again next week. Yep, anytime, guys. Thanks.